When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey everyone, I'm Matt. And I'm Vince Mancini. And this is Pod Yourself a Gun, the Sopranos podcast. Now I said the Sopranos podcast. Right, we're the only one. Because we're the only knowledge. one that matters. Like, there's a couple more out there, but they're trash. Straight trash. Whereas we uh, are actually a very good podcast. You should kill them. We should kill the other Sopranos podcast. We should put a hit on it. We should whack them. That's right. As, as they would say in, in The Mafia. Mm-hmm. You guys know about The Mafia? If you love The Mafia, you're going to love Pod Yourself a Gun. <laughs> and let me introduce our guest for this week, episode three, Adam Todd Brown from the Unpopular Opinion Podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on, man. Are you looking forward to talking about some Sopranos with us? I'm very excited to talk about it. I started watching the show for this podcast. Wow, that's actually that's I'm, really... That's, I'm way into it. I mean, it's... Uh, I don't know if you know this, but it's a very, very good show. It's a good show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It doesn't... I had never heard things. Yeah. I've never heard things. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Most and now people, I watch it and it's a good show. They denigrate Who knew? It, but it turns out... One of the better shows that TV has ever farted out of its womb. You know what else is a good show? What? Pod Yourself a Gun. Yes. The podcast that we're currently on, and I'm going to play the theme song. All right, here we go. Pod Yourself a Gun. Mama always said you Pod. Pod. Podcast. Pod. 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 Podcast. <laughs> that always gets me jacked up to talk about The Sopranos. It's very exciting. It's a very exciting song uh, because we've replaced Gun with Pod. Uh, <laughs> hey, don't explain the joke. Yeah. Well, sometimes we, well, I guess we replace got with pod. Doesn't matter. The point is, uh, comedy is fun. Oh, so it changes every time? Uh, sometimes. That's amazing. I think you hear gun, but you never hear got. And then there's other words. Doesn't matter. The point is, is welcome <laughs> to episode three of Pod Yourself a Gun, a Sopranos podcast with Vince Mancini and Matt Lieb. And this episode, part three... Is uh is called uh, denial, anger, and acceptance. That's right. Now I feel like on past episodes we didn't do enough to contextualize. You know what was happening in the world uh, when this episode sure. was released. So this episode, uh, January twenty fourth, 
1999. Yeah. That's when it came out. It was on a Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was just All Sopranos to... were on a Sunday. That's right, yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, so some of the things that were happening uh, on this day, it was actually the uh, same day that they had the Golden Globes that year. Ooh. Oh. That's right. In which Jim Carrey won a Best Actor for Truman Show. Wow. Deserved. Uh, I mean, I suppose. Kate Blanchett uh, won for Elizabeth. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Sure. I, I never saw the movie, but Kate Blanchett is incredible, so yeah. Yeah, she's whatever. What? <laughs> I don't like her. Oh, we need to start another podcast of me trying to convince you how dope Kate Blanchett yeah, is, because she's one of the best actresses alive. I still have never forgiven Kate her. Kate Blanchett. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never forgiven her for uh, Benjamin Button, where she plays the old woman, and she's just like coughing the whole time. I feel like that's such an actor's She's like the most actory actor. She's which very actor. I, I don't like she's her. She's very, very actor. Where she's like... <clears throat> <laughs> I mean, you probably didn't. It's like, we get it. You're old. Stop, yeah. stop coughing. Um, you, you probably didn't like her in uh, uh, The Aviator either, did you? I don't remember. I didn't even remember she was in that. Oh, yeah. Oh, she's very much in that. Yeah. She plays um, Catherine Hepburn. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, her ultimate roles are like playing Catherine Hugh Hepburn. Hugh Hefner, darling. <laughs> playing a queen. That's the kind of role that yeah. Kate Blanchett Yeah, really she's the shit. Out. Anyways. Um, so, uh, Saving Private Ryan won for Best Drama. Shakespeare in Love won for Best Comedy. Yeah. Cameron Diaz was nominated for Something About Mary. She was nominated for wow. something. Golden Globes are so weird. They're very strange. They're like a, a little bit like a, a more populist. So sometimes they'll be like, best picture, Ace Ventura. <laughs> yeah, the tourist. <laughs> yeah. That was the best just, one. Yeah, you're just like, okay, I guess. Um, the hits, the number one song in the country, well, the first week at number oh, one. Can I guess? Can I guess? Please. No, you go first. Uh, uh, okay, it's 1999. God, like... There's, I mean, there's so much. Uh, was it a Limp Bizkit song? No, it was not. Oh, fuck. think poppier. Think poppier. Oh, Britney Spears, hit me, baby, two more times. Because <laughs> you, you got it. It's, it's Britney Spears, hit me, baby, one more time. Was the number one song. It, that was ninety nine. Yeah. The first, first week at number one, and it knocked off. You'll never guess what it knocked off. Smooth by Santana. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, that song's timeless. So timeless <laughs> that it actually existed in nineteen ninety nine. Wait, yeah. it no, didn't exist in ninety nine. Yeah, no, it, it came out. That album came out in ninety nine. What? No, it didn't. Really? Yes, it did. Yeah, Supernatural. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was all those Santana songs. You're like Santana is back. And I thought it was like, like ten years later than that. Yeah. But so it knocked off Brandy. Have you ever? Which was the previous number one? Oh, song. I don't remember. Oh. I don't remember Good. much about Brandy. Um, I remember that she brought uh, that Kobe Bryant brought her to her uh, to his prom. Prom, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then I read an interview where she like just kind of ghosted him after that. Is that true? Yeah. Oh, that's. She sad. also killed a woman in a car accident. Didn't what? She? she Matthew Broderick someone? I think she did. She Rebecca Gayhearted someone? Yeah. She Prince Philip someone? Didn't she? She, she Caitlyn Jennered someone? <laughs> She Vince Neiled someone. <laughs> she Matt Leaps. Wait. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, the number one movie. Well, not the number one movies. The top movies that week were Varsity Blues. Oh, my God. Patch, yes. Patch Adams. Oh, a civil action and the Thin Red Line. Wow. Oh, my and, uh, God. I just feel like because we're bringing up all that, I want to play this thing for It's the 90s a little bit yeah, early. Yeah, please. Uh, because that's the thing that people forget about The Sopranos is that like... When it started, it was very much so in the 90s. It's the 90s. Parents are supposed to discuss sex with their children. It's the 90s. It's, it's the 90s. 90s. Very nice. Um, I'm so proud of that. <laughs> I know. Thing. You're proud of all your bumpers. And yeah, you're, not, yeah. you're not wrong. Yeah. So spe- on that note, some of the things that were happening in the country, uh, Bill Clinton was on trial for impeachment. 
Oh, yeah. I remember that. And perhaps not unrelatedly, uh, the U.S. bombed two Iraqi missile sites uh, because oh, yeah. uh, they allegedly violated uh, the no-fly zone. Sure they did. Yeah, sure. yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely yeah. that probably happened. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely one of those things where the 90s was just like, oh, we're just bombing Iraq. It was yeah. just a thing yeah. we did. And in sports news, David Duvall eagled the 18th hole. For a final round, fifty nine to win the Bob Hope Chrysler Classic. That is not where I thought sports news was going. Yeah, man, it's weird how this. Uh, you know how many times people have shot a sub sixty round in the, on the PGA Tour? No, three times ever. Okay, can I guess so who it was? <laughs> uh, let me guess it. who it was. You're not gonna guess. Tiger Woods. <laughs> no. Bo- Bob Hogan. <laughs> Bob Hogan. <laughs> that sounds like a guy. <laughs> ben Hogan. Dave Crenshaw. <laughs> Dave Crenshaw. Uh, Jack Nicholson. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> Jack- I, actually, Dennis Hopper. I know one of the other ones, just because I'm a golf dork. Uh, one of them was Al Guyberger in the 70s. I don't remember. I don't know who the third one was. Well, of actually, course, you but... knew, remembered his name was fucking Al Guyberger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but this is all beside the point. But right. that's, this is what was going on. Yeah. So, And then in this episode, uh-huh. uh, I'll give you a quick summary Please. Uh, of, the, of the stories. You know, it's all. It's just a mix of, of interweaving storylines. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jackie yeah. April is dying. Of cancer. Junior and Tony are feuding. Mm-hmm. Meadows drugging. Mm-hmm. Artie and Charmaine are slumming. Mm-hmm. And a Jew needs a get. Yeah, that's a pretty accurate description of it. It uh, was so weird that this episode revolved around a Jew uh, needing a get because, like, this week I interviewed the host of this other podcast, this other true crime podcast. Uh-huh. And one of the big articles that he'd written was about the prod father, oh. who is like the. Hasidic rabbi whose job it was to go like beat up you know these guys who wouldn't give their wife a get oh yeah it's a whole business the business of like uh of basically uh using violence in order to get a divorce out of hasidic jews but it was funny because that article came out in 2012 or 2014 yeah yeah and in this uh, in this episode of the sopranos in 1999 Mm. silvio's like oh you know those rabbis that uh, do the strong arm yeah. tactics like the feds are all over them they can't do it anymore right yeah like, yeah, yeah clearly not but. yeah clearly it was going on for a while yeah. sill you fictional character um yeah no i have to say um in terms of episodes of the sopranos that have uh weird racist undertones <laughs> this is probably the most anti-semitic episode this one comes in hot it right. comes in pretty hot yeah. i have a hard time being able to tell whether this is anti-Semitic or if the the writing of the Jews and the acting of them is just bad, like because oh, yeah. I think the fact that they're poorly written and poorly acted yeah. makes it seem more anti-Semitic can, than maybe it was. Can I say? Yeah. Can I say that like I, it wasn't until episode one of this very podcast in which we interviewed Alan Seppenwald that I realized that David Chase was not actually Jewish but right, Italian. Right. Yeah. And that changed my whole feeling about <laughs> yeah. this episode. Yeah, this episode uh, may, was was he the writer of this particular episode? I don't know if he was the writer. Let's of this hope that a Jew at least wrote this episode. Let's hope so. But I'm just saying, it, you know. So at first, nothing anti-Semitic about it. Let's let's start uh, early on with uh, the way it starts, which is kind of strange in the way the entire storyline is brought up. Right. Trust me, you got a break being Jewish. <laughs> Jews, Jews, that's right. I knew it was something. Uh, Tony, you know that guy Titleman? The Jew with the black clothes and the curls and everything? They're called Hasidim. Hasidim, but I don't believe him. <laughs> <laughs> What's he want, this Titleman? He wants a divorce for his daughter. What are you talking about? 
Tyleman's son-in-law will not give Tyleman's daughter the consent unless Tyleman gives him 50% of his motel. Call it a get. They call it a get. Why don't he just, uh... uh it's, it's taboo for their religion. All right, when he says, why don't they just, uh... He's like pointing a, you know, like a finger gun at his yeah. head, and he goes, eh, "It's taboo. Yeah. Killing a person is taboo in their religion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just Unlike that Catholicism. Religion. Uh, yeah. Unlike Catholicism, in which like <laughs> killing is super part of it. Like it's it's got this strange thing. This episode toes the line a lot with the Jew stuff, where they're yeah. kind of like they're kind of like uh, both super anti-Semitic, but also really reverent of just how pious these people right. are. Well, they do draw a contrast between uh, the Hasidim and uh, what's his name? Uh, the other... Hesh? Yeah, Hesh. Yeah, right, right. They're like, oh, they're fanatics. Yeah. That's the... Which, by the right. way, not not wrong. I mean, <laughs> right. you're, you're, when you're definitely... When you're dressing up like you're in the 1800s for your religion, that's a little bit fanatical. But hey, everyone's got their own thing. I yeah. don't judge your religion. I just judge you as a person. But uh, there is this weird thing where a lot of the times throughout the episode, they, they just they weave in and out of like anti-Semitic stereotype to being like, hey, you know what? But it, their hearts, they're really good people. Yeah. Well, it's yeah, it's weird because like every every one of the actual Hasidim in this episode talks in, like almost exclusively in parable. Like, yes. Like they talk in Bible parables and they're like, well, this is what our people believe. And it's yeah. like, no one talks like that. Yeah. And, and like, uh, and also there's a good amount of Yiddish. I'm just going to play a little bit of the Yiddish from this episode. Oh, please do. Oh yeah. So, I wish you had a bunch Please finish. I just love I love hearing me some Yiddish because is that Yiddish or Hebrew? I can't tell. That's the Yiddish. Okay. That's Yiddish. And do you know what business that you're in? What do you mean? And the cryptic biz. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do, do you know what your business? It's uh, and the cryptic biz. You're in the cryptic so, biz. So that actor, <laughs> did you recognize him from anywhere? Uh, no, I did not. Neither of you? No. That's uh, that's Maury, the wig guy from Goodfellas. Get the fuck oh, out of here! Yeah, played by, uh, I think his name's Chuck uh, Law. And the reason that he got into Goodfellas, he was a real estate developer who was actually Robert De Niro's landlord at the time. Get the fuck out of here. And that's what uh, launched him into an acting career. He only had 12 credits before he died, but that was like... A lot, considering he started, you know, in his fifties or sixties. What a way to go out! Yeah, twelve yeah. really good credits. I mean, yeah. you got Goodfellas, you got uh, one of the most anti-Semitic episodes of Sopranos. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're yeah. doing pretty good. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, what what was interesting about he has a very specific. Uh, t- he's been very specifically typecast as Jewish man who gets beat up by uh, mobsters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's very and, and not just beat up but also while being the most uh, annoying Jewish stereotype as possible. <laughs> right, it's yeah. like you know in when you see like a like a quote-unquote urban film that's like uh, all black cast and then they and then they they and then hire... Turtle from Entourage. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> it's always an all-black cast and then Turtle from Entourage. Right. It's always Turtle from Entourage and then like – or they'll have like a, a the, white – The ultimate wh- stereotype of a white weakling. Right. They'll yeah. have a white weakling <laughs> character. They're just like, hey, guys. And you're just like, come on, man. We don't talk like that. You know? <laughs> you know? Oh, oh, hey. Uh, I was just uh, buying some coffee. And you're just like, guys, what? This Is this racist? Yeah. No, it's not. It's not racist because it's about white people. But then I watched I this. I mean, the salad it, made a kale. I've, Who wants them? <laughs> oh, gee, gosh, golly, Willikers. It's like, hey, black people, we talk cool, too. Yeah. 
Sorry, I don't know why I yelled that. I mean, they're allowed at this point. Come on! They're just trying to reverse an entire no, which is, history of it's, I, it's reverse. Always, it's very funny to, to, to see that from in, in like a, a black movie, but then you see it in this, and I'm like, do Italians <laughs> think Jews? Is that what it is? Yeah, is this what of, Italians it, think it, Jews are? It really <laughs> seems like that in this episode, doesn't it? Yeah. And, this, and then like, you know, uh, some Scorsese films. Anyways, it's fine. I didn't take it personally. But, uh, it sounds like you took it personally. I took it a little personally, but uh, what? As a non-Jew, I just took it personally in terms of like this is bad writing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was bad writing, but it, this is. I think what was the worst thing about it was that at the very end. So uh, we'll go through like what happened with the. It's funny because it's like partly good writing and partly bad writing sure. because like uh, like Polly saying. I see them, but I don't believe them is the exact kind of shitty dad joke that Polly would yeah, say. Yeah, Polly right. loves that. Yeah. He and, lives for that joke. And then, like, getting further along into the storyline, like, the idea that they think, oh, we'll just go and beat him up and everything will be okay. Yeah, yeah, Is, yeah. like, perfect Yeah, in terms of that, because that is what, like, the mob would do. They're not super bright. It's not, yeah, it's no. not all brilliant schemes. It's like, no, oh, it's, yeah, just go beat his ass. It's, it's, brute, right. it's brute force. That's their thing. <laughs> and, and, and on top of that, the idea that like uh, Polly Walnuts and Silvio, which are two like not especially intimidating looking dudes, are going to go beat this guy up. And then they quickly realize, like, oh, man, this guy's a bull. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that was the thing. Yeah. They try to be- beat him up and then they're like, well, you know what? But he's a very tough man. Yeah. Very, very tough. There's later there's later episodes where you see Tony beat up guys that are half his age and you're like, really? Yeah, I think we're on. doing yeah. a little idealized daddy thing. But in this one, it's really great where, you know, most uh, mob stuff, it's like, oh, yeah, they just beat him up and they throw him in the trunk and everything's great. This like the Jewish guy's like. Fuck that! Like he shuts the trunk while they're trying to do it. Like getting a guy into the into a trunk of a yeah. car is not as easy as movies would generally That's have you true. believe. That's true. It's very difficult. I heard someone get thrown in the trunk of a car once. Really? <laughs> I was living in Madison, Wisconsin, and it was like two thirty in the morning. Jesus! And I just heard this fight happening on the corner, but I couldn't see it. And then all of a sudden, they were like, "Put him in the trunk!" <laughs> Whoa! And I heard a fucking trunk slam, and they pulled off. It's that oh. Wisconsin mafia, like, hey, yeah. this guy says he doesn't like cheese. <laughs> yeah. What? Who doesn't like cheese? <laughs> Put him in the trunk. We're taking him to a creamery. Is that where cheese is made? Yeah. So, sure. it sounds if right, you're ever sure. touring the Midwest, the best places to stop and shit are all the cheese stores. <laughs> so, yeah, Cleanest bathrooms. Well, yeah, because they got to wash them a lot. Yeah, because... No, well, no one can shit. They're yeah, all that yeah. cheese. Yeah. So that's the that's I, the Jewish the storyline. That's the B well, story well, about the Sedum and the motel. Let me just finish with a couple. There was a line in that uh-huh. storyline that I loved when he was talking about the Romans. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then Tony's like, "We are the Romans." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's but, like, "No, you're not." <laughs> well, which is <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's a cute moment because you're just like, uh, you know. Uh, so that that part is right here. You ever heard of the Masada for two years? 900 Jews held their own against 15,000 Roman soldiers. They chose death before enslavement. And the Romans, where are they now? You're looking at them, asshole. Are you? Uh, right. I just no. said that. It's like you're, yeah, like, I don't know if the writer of that scene 
thinks that's true or if he just thinks that that's what mob guys would think. See, this is why... Because the is, latter would makes more sense. This is where the episode, I started going, wait a second, this is an anti-Semitic episode. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure it's written as, they're badass and the Jews are little wormy creatures. Also, every... Listen to, listen to every, this. Every fascist thinks that they're descended from the Romans. Right. Like, no matter whether they're <laughs> right. Italian or yeah. German or they're just like... One of these uh, Steve Bannon assholes that all have a dead Roman guy as their Twitter avatar. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Nazi salute is the Roman salute. They all right. think they're all, every fascist thinks they're descended from Romans. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you've also got just the way that this ends, and this is what tops tops it off for me is the entire Jew storyline about the get and everything is they finally are able to get the get, mm-hmm. and then got to get got the get got got, and then the dude. Uh, Juice him out of the deal. Are you fucking kidding me? He literally, I have a clip. Listen, don't worry. Uh, I'm taking good care of you here. What's that? What's that? Uh, For your considerable trouble. As the Talmud says. I don't give a shit what he says, okay? Now you listen to me. You want to give your son-in-law 15% of the motel? You go ahead. It comes out of your end. Now we got you your get. You get us our 25%. Got it? My son was right. Yeah? Your mud. Godless clay. I created a living golem. What the fuck is a golem? Some monster Frankenstein. Get the fuck out of here. Living dead. I take that asshole son of yours and shove up your ass. (laughs) The reason why I feel like this, like at least this subplot is mostly badly written is it feels... Like someone just read the Wikipedia page for Hasidim and and put all the facts that they learned yeah. in it about it like into the yeah into the episode. yeah 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 as the Talmud says like come on <laughs> yeah. you yeah. think he's really gonna do that while he's in the process of jewing them down like he's not gonna like the, I just don't know why they had to make it so like overt that on, so on the nose it's a little bit yeah <laughs> how dare you <laughs> hey as an Italian I can say that that's that's true. That's yeah. true. Hey, but, actually, the, this this week we were doing we were playing the the game where you try to uh, hold a, a spoon on your nose. Uh huh. And like all the all the wasps could yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah. And I could not. And I was like, wait a second, is this like an ethnic nose test? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah I was like, yeah. oh shit, a fucking uh, spoon doesn't stay on my nose. Yeah, is yeah. This if I'm it Italian slides, Armenian? if yeah, if you, if it slides down, that means uh, they then check your foreskin. <laughs> yeah, you are at least too Southern yeah. European to be allowed into this <laughs> it's a golden party. ratio test. Yeah. <laughs> like a golden ratio over your nose yeah uh i mean but here's the thing i love the sopranos and i know they'll get past this right so they'll get more nuance with their race analysis eventually but i gotta say this episode is super right and uh, like my larger take on this episode is that i don't think this is a good episode but they do like last ep like episode two is very sitcom-y oh yeah and then in this episode they telegraph they basically tell the audience like hey this isn't going to be sitcom anymore, and it's leading to something bigger. Right. Like, it's it's not an episode that's good in and of itself, but it is an episode that makes me want to watch the next episode. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, it's only three episodes in. It's going through the birth pangs. I mean, for you, Adam, you were watching it now uh, almost fresh. You had seen right. some of it, and so you watched the first three episodes. Right. Um, so, do you notice, the like, a stark difference between this one and the other two? Uh, yeah, I thought the other two were, I mean, I get it. There's a lot of characters to set up 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. you can tell they're kind of doing that in the first two episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I did. I liked this episode yeah. better than the first two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it did make me want to keep watching because this is one of those shows. I don't know, like, if you had to watch it as it came out week by week right now, mm-hmm. I feel like it would have lost people. Mm-hmm. In those first couple episodes, because Definitely. now we can just stream everything and, right. and binge watch stuff. Yeah. And I think sometimes that's why they put stuff like I, I feel like Orange is the New Black. You wouldn't be able to watch week if it was by just week. coming out week by sure, week. Sure, sure, sure. You have to watch it all in one sitting. Yeah. And yeah, just watching it, I wondered like if now if it was coming out that way, if I would be able to stick with it. Yeah. I, like if it, if it came out now, I don't necessarily think that I would stick with it. But in 1999, I do think I would have been like, oh, yeah, this is much better yeah. than what's well, we happening. just watched TV different then because yeah. back then it was like, well, there was all right, no... I'll see where this is going. Yeah, I right. can give this a month of my life every Sunday night. We're, we're right. at lower standards in right. general. Also, so there's no binging. So going back to but it is it's. It's a good show, though. Oh, it's a great yeah. show. I do think this episode does important things in teaching us how to watch it. And I think uh, there was a clip that Uh-oh. I pulled that I thought was very emblematic of this. This is when, oh, yeah. uh, what's Junior's uh, lieutenant's name? The guy with the turtlenecks? Uh, I don't know. I forget. Fuck. Joey Turtlenecks? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah Joey yeah, Turtlenecks. Yeah, fuck face. Yeah. Frankie Neck. Frankie Neck. Uh, <laughs> so he's he's sitting at the table with Junior, and they're, and they're yelling about um, uh, Michael. Mm-hmm. No, not Michael. Christopher. Yeah, yeah. I always call him by his real actor's his, name. Yeah, his actor name is Michael Imperioli. His real name in the show is Christopher yeah, so Maltasan. Christopher and, and Brandon, Brandon Filoni have uh, returned to the truck that they hijacked, and Junior's pissed about it. And he's talking to he's talking to Frankie Turtlenecks in the restaurant. And Tony, well, I think you should have taken care of this Christopher Maltasan thing the minute it first happened. You should have sent a clear cut signal to what you fuck with Junior Soprano. Take it easy. We're not making a Western here. Like, to me, that line says, like, at the time, that would have been the mob movie thing to right. do is where you're like, you got to go kill this guy. Yeah, and then yeah. that's right. the next plot point that comes directly after it. Right. And then Sopranos is kind of saying, like, yeah, yeah no, yeah. this is going to be a little more like real life than that. Right. And the next line directly after that is is this. Fucking family. I bought his kid a $400 surfboard for his birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great because it's like that's exactly what the show is. It's calm down. We're not making a western. Here's some petty family shit that is uh, on the forefront of my mind. Yeah, as yeah. as a leader of a mafia family or as a one of the capos, I'm gonna like be mad about a four hundred dollars surfboard. This show reminds me a lot, and I know The Sopranos came out first. It reminds me a lot of The Americans. Oh, where yeah. Where when sure. you hear the premise, you think it's going to be one thing. Yes. And yes. then it's mostly just a family drama where someone gets beat to death right, over right, right. government secrets every 15, 20 minutes. Definitely. Yeah. The Sopranos, I think. And uh, it's hard. And that's, it's really a story about family. Yeah. yeah. And it's hard. <laughs> it's a really a story about the other It's about guns. us. When you're there, you're family. <laughs> Unlimited breadsticks. I'm sorry. Those breadsticks are now. All right. I'm being racist. <laughs> nah. Um, so yeah, I it definitely does teach you how to watch it. In that that scene is is perfect. It's just yeah. uh, you know, do not expect kind of like this uh, this hard boiled mafioso action film. Right. You know. Yeah. It's like it's instead it is gonna be a lot of petty drama. Mm-hmm. Which is the the more petty the Sopranos gets, the better it is. Right. That's, because that's it feels at its most funniest. accurate. Yeah. yeah. I mean I used to go work at this coffee shop in Windsor Terrace 
Mm-hmm. And these two guys who seemed seemed vaguely mobbed up would always sit next to me and they would just be talking so loudly about the pettiest bullshit. And like they were such like over the top, you know, Italian tough guys. Yeah, yeah. And everything was just them bitching about the dumbest, most petty things. And yeah. it feel so the Sopranos feels very My wife hides the remote from me. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't want me waking up and watching CNN and I say, "You know what, babe? I'm going to watch." I don't need a remote to turn on the TV. This is what I assume is what they're talking <laughs> Something about. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I would argue with my girlfriend about. Um, yeah, no, it definitely is. Uh, it's a it's a petty ass. It's uh, when it comes to the family drama in it. Uh, I just I live for the moments of just petty family drama mm-hmm. you know that's my shit and so it's sort of <clears throat> the episode sort of becomes almost an after-school special too yeah yeah so as in the storyline where meadow and hunter and hunter is a great character because she's just like the girl you love to hate like yeah it's just it's you, like when you when you get to you get to a good place it's it's like the the downside of the american dream you know you pull your family out of poverty mm-hmm. you live in a big house you can afford to buy your children anything you want yeah. but now your kids are going to private school and they're friends with all these spoiled brats yeah exactly and is her name by the way Cacciatore hunter i think that was like a, a i think it was, was a that, joke was that a nickname i forget what her last name is but i think i'm assuming it's a play on her last name okay because yeah she, uh, carmela calls her mrs hunter as at one point, and then I heard her call her Catchatory. Catchatory, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, is that a name? When they're scheming to buy speed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. I found the whole speed storyline very inspiring. Yeah, and yeah, it's a very inspiring storyline, and it's also very 90s. Uh, and it's and all- not a bad commercial for speed. Yeah, no, no, pretty good commercial. Like if I was making speed, I'd be fine with yeah, just, how we were portrayed. Yeah, it was in this portrayed episode. pretty well. It was portrayed as a good study drug, which yeah. I like because they're not just talking about. They keep interchanging crystal meth and speed, which are not uh, markedly different. Really, I did not know that. Yeah, because crystal meth is basically super speed. It's meth. Yeah. it's like you don't see people smoking meth. So and what's studying. speed referred to? Speed just like is like Adderall. Speed oh, is okay. like uh, amphetamine. Like right. you but can I mean, you can okay. take a low dose of Adderall and actually study. That's sure. what people in college do. what baseball players took it's, for decades. Exactly. It's, it's what, what I took to get through grad school. Yeah. yeah, but like crystal meth is like what what like the the dosage that the Nazis took to stay up and like, you know, do a bunch it's, of like... I thought meth is just really good speed. No, it's really, really strong, strong speed. Like yeah, you can, yeah. We're you, can talking... you can like snort a little and stay up for like a couple of days. Sure, okay. Which you can't do with Adderall. Yeah, You'll so, eventually fall asleep. So her name is Hunter Scangarello. Oh, okay. Well, which so, doesn't sound So of course like... you're going to call her Cacciatore. Yeah. yeah, you know, they have their own stretch. little language. But so... Uh, Another it... thing I got to give David Chase credit for is casting people that have very Italian faces. Oh, yeah. Hunter? Yeah. Like, you would never see an actress that looked like Hunter or Charmaine. Anywhere. Uh, what's, what's Charmaine's last name? Uh, uh, Charmaine Ar- Bucco. Bucco, yeah. Charmaine yeah. Bucco. Yeah, like the, the, those two actresses probably wouldn't have uh, worked a lot before The Sopranos. I mean, just because they're very Italian, mm-hmm. ethnically. Like they and meanwhile, look... Sh- Charmaine, Charmaine's got those... Those eyebrow, those overplucked eyebrows mm-hmm. that only happened in the late nineties, where yeah, you look yeah. at them, you're like, "What do you? What shape were you even going for there?" <laughs> yeah, and then she had a big boobies. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. Charmaine? Yeah. She got a big and teeny. All right. You never did. Right. We already got. We've already gotten angry comments. About That's us true. Using That's the word true. I'm before. so sorry to mention the fact that I 
saw the breasts and enjoyed them. Okay, I'm sorry. I think it's fine. It's a show about tits. All right. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> uh, so here's a clip I pulled from what is the most after-school special that The Sopranos, uh, I think, ever got. Right. Um, I mean, we're re-watching. Maybe we'll find more. But this is pretty after-school special. It's Meadow Soprano and Hunter trying to buy crystal meth from, uh, from Chris Moltisanti. So if you don't want something, what do you want? I want a cop. <coughs> what do you mean, cop? First of all, <laughs> also this part's vaguely racist. Is it? You think so? Oh, oh, right. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, it gets <laughs> yeah, really racist. Extremely. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the characters are like that's very much in yeah. character. I I love starting with I want a cop because that is uh I mean to me this is like a fifty year old Italian man writing how kids buy drugs. <laughs> that's that's what I got. Sure. Right. I want to. Or cop. like Ados impersonating black people on Twitter. Yeah. Right well, now. it's like it's like two rich girls trying to figure out how to buy drugs. In that, that yeah, way, it's I pretty guess In that way, it works. And then, uh, yeah. I want to score some crystal. Yeah, you got money. Shut up! You ain't giving them shit. Why not? How about for starters, your father will put a bullet in my head. Since when do you take speed anyway? She doesn't. I needed to study for exams. <laughs> yeah, right. Hunter needs it. Forget about it. No fucking way. Fine. Just thought I'd ask you before we went down to Jefferson Avenue. Those Moulinans will rob you, rape you, and leave you on the side of the road. Jesus. Bye. Bye. Bye, guys. Because that's good for business. <laughs> yeah. Kill everyone who comes down. Can't let her go down to Jefferson Ave. They'll sell her Ajax. She's not going to go down there. She's just trying to get me to give her some speed. Isn't it better if she gets it from you with all that poison that's floating around? Kids, you think you can protect them. But you can't. I mean, and then Meadow Soprano hurled herself through a window. Yeah, right. <laughs> High on speed. So... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I do love this storyline because, like, how many terrible things that parents have done are done under the excuse of, well, if they didn't get it from me, it would have been so much worse. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. It's honestly that. It's like the old, well, gun control doesn't work, so yeah, like, criminals yeah. will just get the guns anyway. <laughs> They'll just get the guns anyway. What we need is I'm going to sell you my own daughter meth to keep you away from black people, <laughs> yeah. and I'm going to also give you a gun to keep you away from black people. I, it's, White it's, people work really hard to have no contact. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, well, I just watched uh, Abducted in Plain Sight on Netflix, like, right after I watched this. Uh-huh. And, like, one of the th- like, they are very... Uh, like they let their daughter go off with the forty-year-old neighbor like multiple times, 
Uh-huh. And like one of the excuses was was like, well, if we didn't let her marry this forty year old man, like it would have been like then we would just never would have never seen her before. Like it's always uh, yeah, the yeah, excuse, yeah. like it's gonna be worse somehow. Yeah, right, if right. You don't if you if it. you lay down the law a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, or it like, is strange. oh, it's better if the kids drink in our house yeah, than yeah. if they just yeah. go party every, somewhere it's else. It's so funny because uh, every kid I know who's like you know parents like let them drink and smoke weed and stuff in front of them like eventually ended up having a serious opiate addiction <laughs> yeah and now i also ended up having a very serious opiate addiction and i never did that shit ever in front of my parents but uh i still believe that it's a higher percentage with the people on the i don't know yeah, maybe a, i'm wrong about that it's a very fine line between you know cool dad yeah and between like, be, between being worldly enough to accept your kids as they are and like not caring about them. right not right. caring about them but trying to mask not caring about them as some sort of like cool liberal dad thing. Yeah, yeah. you know it's like hey i let my kid join a gang you yeah, know i yeah. just figured like ugh, they're gonna join a gang anyways <laughs> right my mom would have let me join a gang and i turned out fine <laughs> yeah it's it, honestly i was thinking about joining the bloods with my son it's better if they <laughs> jump them in here in our house <laughs> Yeah, um, and th- for this storyline in particular, definitely, uh, I thought it was it, – it, what I liked about it is it led to what it led to, which was kind of the beginnings of you're seeing, like, uh, execution and retribution between, mm-hmm. like, the families. You're, you're, it's not just a show where they're, like, blowing up restaurants, trying to kill as few people as possible, you know. So you – the it ends with um, – Chris being dragged out uh, by two Russians mm-hmm. who are going to shoot him in the forehead, like at a dock, right. which is like is a really great scene, just in terms of like uh, you because you don't know what's going to happen in terms of tension, but also because uh, I believe he shits his pants. Yeah, yeah. they sort of subtly implied like yeah. one of the one of the Russian guys like oh yeah, yeah. like stinky or something yeah. like that and. Uh, and I yeah. like this episode because I know just enough Russian words to understand what the people were saying. Oh, do you really? <laughs> yeah. What do yeah. you know? I was like very basic r- Russian, like uh, yeah. you know, when she's like, "What does she say?" And it's just like, ba- like it's like the five, five or ten words that I actually know. Or actually it's all stuff about Jews. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was mostly about Jews. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's right. In terms of Russians, we're introduced to the Russian. Yeah, that's like another one of the uh, the interweaving ethnic groups in. In uh, in the Sopranos land, in uh, well, in New Jersey, I guess. Oh, sure. But um, yeah, they sort of like it's never overtly stated, but you do get the feeling that the Russian mafia is on the ascendancy as the Italian mafia is Is on the decline. decline. Yeah, that is true because there's a good amount of like Russian ties and Russian mobsters in the show. I actually never considered that at all. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah. and in this case, you know, I guess they hired out two Russians to do this. Uh, Junior hired out these two Russians to do this fake execution just yeah. to scare Chris. Um, and then, yeah, and we meet the famous Russian Gumar, Irina uh, Peltsin. I still don't know if it's Gumar, Guma, or Gumad. Uh, I think it's Gumar. That's so. Yeah, which is probably slangified into Gumad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's so. I actually, we can talk about it if you want. But for this week's uh, Gaba Vafangul, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the Italian word of this episode is Gumar. And would you like me to get into what it means? 
Uh, yes, please. I would like to explain to the listeners out there. What- I would like to know as well. So, as you've heard multiple times throughout the show, uh, they mention their gumar, and their gumar is basically their girlfriend. But did you know that the word gumar is uh, Italian for it's comare? Oh, yeah, there Co- you go. Comare. Yeah, gumar. That's, that's the word, which literally means godmother. Yeesh. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Italian's an incest, man. Yeah. What man. is that? Why? I, I, we just watched The Godfather 3. And there's a whole subplot where it's just two cousins fucking. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it, I don't, I don't know. What a like, weird movie that was. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a time it was. But yeah, so. Uh, uh, that, uh, our live uh, riff track of Godfather 3, available at uh, patreon.com slash broadcast. Please other, check it other, out. Our other podcast. I'd be uh, remiss if I didn't plug that. You'd be very, very remiss. You'd also be remiss if you didn't mention, give us five stars and a review on iTunes. Anyways, so yeah, it means godmother. Comari uh, means godmother. It's usually pronounced guma or gumar in American English. Uh, and it means like a mafia girlfriend. That's what it means. So that's that's the word I think of the day for the gababafangul. I thought I, I was looking for other Italian words. There's but... another one that you missed, and uh, we're gonna go back to our friend Stevie B. Oh, I love Stevie and B. And he's gonna explain. I believe it was Tony who said it in the episode, but uh, statazit. Statazit. Hey, how you all doing? I'm Stevie B, and we want to give a special Italian American sign of the day shout out to the one and only number one fan. Patricia Galasso Schneider, who every day has such beautiful things to say about us. Patricia, the word Why of the day. Why did he do it all Jewy? What is it with Italians? I didn't even. I hadn't even seen this clip before, but Schneider. it's so Schneider. It's like, so perfect for this episode. I, I like. I just. I listen. I. I. I understand. No love lost between Italians and Jews. We're all great friends. But I. I, I feel like they've been frenemies for a hundred years. Lots of frenemies. That's yeah. exactly what it is. It's frenemies for a long time. Yeah. All right. God. Z, this is for you. Every morning without fail, six o'clock. Little Fluffy starts yapping at me to get up and take her for a morning walk. Yap, 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 yap. After a while, I got to stare her down and go, Fluffy, I start to eat. Meregan. Without fail, 6 a.m. every morn, my little Fluffnutter barks away for me to take her for a morning stroll. Bark, 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 bark. After 15 minutes or so, I stare my little Fluffnutter down and say, Fluffy, stop barking. I'll stop there's eat. And remember, sharing is caring. <laughs> I love Stevie B. Stevie B is incredible. But goddammit, if he didn't have to start off with that weird impression of Schneider. <laughs> Schneider. <laughs> Why you got to do it like that, man? We're yeah. all just friends. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, yeah. Uh, so also another uh, bada B story. Oh sure, is <laughs> is you know Tony is having trouble dealing with the cancer that uh, Jackie has. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, cancer is a recurring theme, right. so to speak. Yeah, <laughs> in uh, in the show. Yeah, and at first I was like, that's not what someone wasting away of cancer looks like. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so he's dealing with that with uh, Doctor Melfi, and. Uh, I feel like early on in the season, or early on in the show, mm-hmm. 
his interactions with Dr. Melfi are like a little bit reductive because like she always manages to solve him. Yeah. In like the 10 minutes that she sees him. Right. right and right. so he's got, he sees the, the painting in the lobby oh, and yeah. he's like, what is this trick painting? Oh you yeah. Know, you got the... I got a clip of okay. that. Uh, so yeah, but since we are talking about uh, the relationship between Melfi and Tony Soprano, I would be remiss if I didn't play the bumper. Well, here we go. Here comes the Prozac. 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 <laughs> great, great, good job, man. Okay, uh, and yeah, so this is. Uh, I need a. I need a sound drop that says "Good job, Matt." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you. Well, we have dueling computers. You could play that every time I play a bumper. Because let me tell you, I'm very excited about every new bumper that I make. Yeah, it's fair. So uh, this is uh, the scene where. Wherein Tony uh, talks about this painting that he sees outside uh, at the lobby of Dr. Melfi's office. What's that, a trick picture out there? Which? The barn and the old tree all rotted out inside. It's just a picture I bought, um, I I remember in a little gallery in Provincetown. That is a special made psychological picture. Like that, uh, that what do you call a test? The Korshak. What does that picture say to you? It says, hey, asshole, we're from Harvard, and what do you think of this spooky, depressing barn and this rotted-out tree we put here? It's depressing and scary to you? Not to me. But it's got that built right into it. I love, I just love his uh, ability to be completely spooked by imagery and like <laughs> yeah. just just by his own mind and, and have no idea be completely oblivious to the fact that he is projecting all of these feelings of fear and then just be like listen listen i'm not scared of this scary scary picture <laughs> but it's clearly supposed to scare the shit out of me right and the just, look on his face yeah yeah in yeah. this scene is just amazing yeah mm-hmm. he's just looking at it like he's look well he's looking at her when he's saying this like yeah. it's so authoritative right like, yeah he knows exactly what's going on. That is a special made <laughs> it's very, trick picture. It's very much like the Ferris Bueller's Day Off scene where um, uh, Cameron is is staring at the the picture of Syrah. Oh right, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, and, you know, and then the it, it gets closer, it and gets closer, and then the people kind of disappear. The he's, whole pointillism thing. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so like, I feel like this is the, an example of early on in The Sopranos, like Tony has a very obvious reaction to something and right. then Dr. Melfi like solves it in a very simple way. It's like, yeah. oh, well, obviously you thought the tree was rotting from the inside because your friend is it's rotting of, from the inside. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a little much. And <clears throat> also Tony does this thing too early on, especially that kind of uh, wears uh, thin real fast, which is like her saying the thing that he's thinking uh, or, or like saying the fear out loud that he has, mm-hmm. and then him getting mad at her for doing so. Yeah. Just like, uh, you know, so what do you think? Is my friend gonna die of cancer? And then he's, she's like, well, it doesn't look good. And he's like, fuck you. What do you know? And hey, I'm toxically <laughs> masculine over here. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. It's just, uh, you know, I mean, and they do a better job of it later on as it gets kind of like more and more into finding its own voice. But definitely, there's uh, a bit of like. You know, it's a it's a TV formula where it's mm-hmm. like yeah. he's telling all the problems, she solves the problems, he acts upon her advice. Right. You know, it's the yeah, yeah. 
the home improvement formula again. It's the home improvement formula, or you know, it's like it's. It, it, listen, the first two seasons of Breaking Bad, every episode was was Walter White f- like getting in a shitty situation and solving it with science. Yeah, like it yeah. was, you know, it, it takes a while for shows to kind of like break through their formula. Yeah, I feel like there's all there's always this thing where. You know, you <clears throat> you have a like people uh, mistake the pitch for the premise, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where like you have a pitch for a show and you got a skeleton yeah. of the idea, and instead of like using that as a jumping off point, sometimes they get uh, a little uh, insecure about like why yeah. are people watching this show again, and so they retreat back to what the elevator pitch was. Right, exactly. They're like, hey, let's just keep the the magic was. Tony talks to Melfi. Melfi solves problems. Yeah. 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 It, it's like... How do we tie this back to our mission statement? Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's like the reliance on the engine of the of the elevator pitch, you right. know? Yeah. So I did want to go into the storyline with uh, Carmela and, and, and Charmaine Bucco. Absolutely. I mean, it's just one of, the, one of my favorites. Okay. So I like this storyline. Mm-hmm. So just to explain it, you know, uh, Carmela has like a, a charity dinner over at the house, which Artie and Charmaine uh, mm-hmm. uh, cater. Right, right, right. And Charmaine gets offended because she realizes that Carmela uses the same like hand gesture as she uses with the help. Yeah, with for, her. Right. for like Polish maid. Right. <laughs> By the way. Which was a great moment. Her her nails, her acrylics were just fucking fly as fuck. <laughs> yeah. I love great. all the acrylic nails in this show. Uh, all these women take such good care of their nails. I'm sorry. Go ahead. And she's got a great tan and very white teeth. Yes. Love it. Which is another very uh, 90s thing. Very 90s New Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and current day New Jersey, if we're being honest. We are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> When's the last time you've been? They love their tans and acrylics. So like the se- like the problem is very good, but mm-hmm. then the way it plays out in this episode is very strange to me. Yeah, it is kind of a weird. It's a you're talking about uh, the the when Charmaine pushes uh, back against it at the very end of the she episode. She does it in yeah. a very strange way. Oh yeah, yeah. I like it though. <laughs> yeah, me too. I I'll I, play the clip and then you guys can. Uh, oh, okay. It's a good monologue been ringing all morning the rotellis the trillos he's got something to do with computers they're a wonderful couple she invited us to brunch really yep but it was the food manie everybody raved about it cynthia ricci said oh i just love those little rice balls like she never had arancine before <laughs> really manie though i couldn't have done it without you it just meant so much to me just having you here you know just made it so much fun for me Manny, is something wrong? You got something on your mind or something? What could be wrong? Listen, sweetie. I know it may not seem like it right now, but you guys will get back on your feet again. You'll see. Camilla, I'm fine where I am. I know, I, that's not what I meant. I just, Camilla, uh, I never wanted to tell you this. It happened so long ago. You and Tony, you, you weren't even married. It's probably silly for me to even bring it up now. What? You were down at the show with your parents that summer. You and Tony were on the outs. He called me. He did? One thing led to another. We started dating each other and... Camilla, I slept with them. You slept with with Tony? Really, it wasn't for me. Camilla, what I'm trying to say... Stop worrying about me. Really. I mean, we both made our choices. I'm fine with mine. 
love it. I love that. Because I, I was I her saying that was, that's such a strange way to get back at her, though. I don't know. I think it's pretty great because it's like uh, it's basically it's that petty family shit that yeah. I love so much. Like she is just kind of flaunting her money at Charmaine this whole time, right? And then she's like, "Yo." I fucked your husband. <laughs> well, it's not. She's not just saying I fucked your husband. She's yeah. basically saying, "Well, I could have been you." Yeah, 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 yeah. I like, could have. been I didn't you. want this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I fucked your husband, and, and then she and he was trash. Walks out. Yeah, <laughs> like there's no talking about it more. She just jets. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that. I collected the. That's clip. very Tupac. You guys will get back. I, yeah. I, 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 I collected. <laughs> you think you a player, but I fucked your bitch. Yeah, and he had a small dick. Fuck your bitch and the click you claim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, now I feel like my clip is bullshit, but uh, the, uh, so I, I also... I just wanted to get that whole thing, because I feel like it. you really get the arc just in yeah. that one minute and a half. But I, like... I'm fine with mine. Damn, it feels good to be a gangster. That's what I added <laughs> to it. Ass nigga plays his cards right. And I, I felt really good about adding yeah. that to it. And I was sure. excited to play the clip, because the clips <laughs> are my babies. Good job, Matt. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You have to understand the amount of prep that I do for this show, although it only takes about an hour for me, is like, whew, boy, it means I need to play every clip that I make. Yeah, yeah. Because I love clips. You want to. Who you doesn't? Wa- yeah. You want your homework to be worthwhile. Exactly. I get it. Exactly. I want it to be graded at the very least. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. no one sees it. Now I can't be graded. Um, yeah. So, in general, I would say uh, this episode is about. Uh, Italians hating Jews <laughs> and sure. uh, kind of about how um, Tony and uh, Dr. Melfi, uh, I mean, I guess it's every episode is about how they get together and, and, and solve their own it problems. It really makes you want to see the next episode because it sets up Jackie dying. Yeah. It sets up, uh, you know, Christopher and Junior's feud. Yeah. It sets up uh, Carmela, Carmella. Carmella, as, as she calls her, uh-huh. uh, Carmella and Charmaine feuding. Uh huh. You know the Artie Bucco thing. Yeah, it's got all that in there. Oh, and I also really like how the the subtle characterization that we get of Silvio as like the slightly more sensitive one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Polly's like like at Jackie at the beginning. He's complaining about uh, Frankie Turtleneck being <laughs> like always bringing up cancer and bumming him out. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Polly Walnuts, as an idiot as he is, immediately talks in like, hey, you got to get that s- stem cell. Yeah, right. And then, <laughs> and then Silvio like kind of smacks him. And he's like, hey, come on. Yeah, he said he doesn't want to talk about his right. impending death. Right. And then, and then you know, Silvio also understands other cultures because when they're when they're beating uh, the, the Jew. Jewish guy with yeah. the hotel bell, he's like, you got you got to say bupkis. Oh, yeah. That's, that's right. the word for nothing. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. No, it's it's interesting. Silvio's yeah. the woke one. Silvio is like low key woke in this. As he's beating up the Jew, he's like, "I really respect your culture." It's like it's this weird theme throughout the whole thing where they're just like, "You got to give it to them. They're still Jews." Like, <laughs> which, which is such a and that's such like a Christian thing too. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, you know what I really respect the stubbornness of not believing in Jesus. Yeah. You know, like knowing he's the Lord. And still saying, nah, not yeah. for me. Fair. Fair. You know, and you got to respect it. It's like, it's the weirdest way to compliment. It's the most backhanded compliment for all of Jews. It's just, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, in general, I would say this uh, episode definitely toes the line, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't think it's, I mean, if episode two was filled with a lot of anti-black racism that eventually became real anti-black racism. This episode was like 
kind of joking anti-Semitism that turned into anti-Semitism. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it did make me excited for what's going to happen next. Yeah. I, I felt like it did have sort of a pro-speed message to it. <laughs> it did. Yeah. It did. Because you never see any ramifications for her taking speech. She just nails her cues. Yeah, that that's right. At the end. Singing performance at the end. Yeah, her and Hunter... Like her, she and Tony wouldn't have even had that moment without speech. Right. She would have just botched it, and he would have been yeah. embarrassed. He would have been embarrassed, and then and then he would have had to kill her. Yeah, speed I hope brings families together. I hope that's Christopher's eventual defense for why he gave her speed. Yeah, He's like, well, you would have never had that moment. <laughs> yeah, she nailed the solo so well. Please, I don't want to die yet. <laughs> she got an eleven fifty on her SATs. <laughs> And I, I like that you could tell she was still pretty fucking high. Yeah, they, when she was singing, they yeah. like she was like grinding her teeth a little bit. Yeah, they were both like breathing hard and grinding yeah. their teeth, very their, sweaty, their chests heaving. Yeah, they basically turn into Tony uh, when they <laughs> yeah. do speed. They get sweaty. Their breathing gets loud. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's the that's what meth is. It turns were, you into Tony. Soprano. Were they also holding hands during the solo? I thought that was odd. Were they? I don't yeah, remember I believe that. Hunter and Meadow are like holding hands during the choir performance. That's really cute. It is. Is, but also weird I yeah mean, it's maybe, a little weird maybe that's like but maybe when you're on meth like you you just love everyone that's yeah that's true because if you're sing, if you're a group singing together you're a choir but if yeah. you're all holding hands while you're singing you're a cult yeah right? that's, that's a very ooh, big yeah. distinction yeah. right there i think your eyes also have to be closed to be uh, a properly yeah. cult yeah, sure. yeah 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 and you have to all be wearing the same like white coat yeah cults, whatever, cults never sing with their eyes open whatever happened to that band wasn't there a band that Oh the yeah, Manson family. Stereo, f- stereo. Oh, polyphonic. Three? Polyphonic. Yeah. Whatever happened to them? I think they, I think they, they all committed suicide. Yeah, at the same time. I think they all committed suicide. Uh, in the oh, middle of a song, it was crazy. Yeah. Oh, that's fucking funny. Uh, well, at South by Southwest, <laughs> <laughs> they all just fucking died at Jonestown. Um, on that note, uh, how are we doing on time? We're coming up on time. Oh yeah. I think we yeah we're we're really good at like nailing the amount of time. That's, that we shoot for on the show. That's beautiful. Yeah. Well, then uh, I think it's uh, safe to say that... Oh, we didn't talk about the the Gumad uh, doing the other malapropism of this one. The very highbrow oh, malapropism. Oh, yeah. This I didn't get. Yeah. When he's he's asking... He's just seen Dr. Melfi. He's doing the home improvement thing where he's asking her what she sees in the motel painting. Right. And he's trying to do like a psycholo- psychoanalysis thing. Right. And uh, And she's like, I don't know. I see David Hockey. Yeah, so it's Irina. Which I'm pretty sure was like a David Hockney reference, which is uh, who the fuck is David Hockney? He's an artist, works in sort of bright colors and like uh, a lot of mixed media and like mosaic. That's just it's yeah. It was one of those weird references where I again, I, it's like it's like David Chase read a couple Wikipedia pages just before he wrote this episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, but it was nice to see Irina for the first time because I got to say, in terms of like beautiful people to just who I enjoy just looking at on mm-hmm. the show, she's one of them. She's, she's pretty great. She's so gorgeous, and like she's a great character, and her her bad English is perfect. Mm-hmm. And like, if she wanted to be my wife, that'd be sick. <laughs> but I, she doesn't have to be because like I believe in like choice and consent and stuff like sure, that. Sure, 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 sure. sure, sure. Um, but, it's very woke. Yeah, I'm very you couldn't woke. handle a crazy Russian. I really couldn't. No. I know. I can barely like handle just a girlfriend in general. You know? <laughs> sure. uh, I, I just, uh, yeah. But uh, sh- anyways, David Hockey. And on that note, uh, I will say, Adam, thank you so much for coming on uh, Pod Yourself a Gun. Did you enjoy 
uh, The Sopranos when you watched it. I did, very much. <laughs> Should we end every episode asking if they like The Sopranos still? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Because I feel like what's happening is we're... Every time I watch... Because I love The Sopranos in retrospect. And then I rewatch the early episodes. And so far, I'm like... These are uh, they're different than I remember them being. I've been trying to watch them twice for the show, and uh. I will say, I mean, just in general, watching things at home, you get distracted by your phone and dumb. Oh crap. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. On the second watch, I tend to notice things that I didn't on the first. Always. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's still. But we should ask all of our guests at the end. Do you still like it? You like the Sopranos? I do still like the Sopranos. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. I enjoy it a lot. Uh, yeah, uh, Vince, you want to take us on out? Sure. Do we have a outro? On the I think show? you I say thanks so much for listening. Yeah, thanks so much for listening. Uh, we'll have another episode eventually. We'll have another episode eventually. <laughs> well, <all> right. <laughs> Don't repeat after me. You could just do it. I think you. Yeah. So uh, uh, email us if you have any questions. Uh, we're still at our broadcast email. That's broadcast at gmail dot com. If you ever want to leave a voicemail about this show. Uh, what's the Google Voice number? Uh, 415-275-0030. Yeah. Any it, fun facts, you know, like, you know, your cousin went to high school with the guy who played, uh, you know, Polly. Robert De Niro's landlord, whatever. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Have, a, I have a fun fact. Please. Do you? I, uh, also, it's a quick plug, but if, if yeah. you like podcasts like this, which are about one entertainment thing oh, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. have a pun in the title, <laughs> yes. uh, I host a podcast called Heart Shaped Pod, nice. which is about... Nirvana. Nirvana. Oh, that's Hell awesome. Yeah. And it's very similar in that we're going back to this thing that we all loved. And as we like read the story of Kurt Cobain, we're like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> He yeah. was he was a character. I was wish it? I could eat your cancer <laughs> when you turn black. That's actually is about that a hollow tree. <laughs> and the the fun fact I have: my co-host on that, Travis Clark, yeah. produces Jamie Lynn Sigler's podcast oh. that she just started. There you go, and that's so, Meadow Soprano, correct? Wait, yeah, yeah. Wait a second. So that so we need means to get her. On we need this to get yeah. Meadow Soprano on this podcast. It could it could possibly it's, happen. I mean, can you get Chris Novoselic on mine? Uh, Ooh. I mean, <laughs> let me, let me see. I think my cousin used to buy heroin from. No, I have no idea. Have no I've got friends in Seattle. If he still lives there, then uh, I'll have them track him down. Uh, Perfect. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so anyways, thanks so much for listening. And, uh, you know, don't stop believing. There you go. All right. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.